Entertainment Studios. Center Sundays. With your hosts, Diggs and A. Grace. What's up, man? I think it's pretty obvious right about now who you're looking at, but I'll tell you anyhow. I'm Shaggy Too Dope, the Southwest Strangler. And I'm Vinyl J, the Duke of the Wicked. And together, we happen to be the Insane Clown Posse. And right about now, it's time to get a big, 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 fat shout-out to Hell's Entertainment, their media outlet for all touring artists. They offer videography, design work, photography, motherfucking... Freshology. Are you a touring artist? Do you get out there and grind? Or are you a boring artist? Do you sit home and whine? Because if you're a worker, hook up with Hell's Entertainment. That's right, Hell's Entertainment. You can reach them at www.hellentertainment.com. And if you're not done with that, go to hell. Headphones were down, so I couldn't hear myself. How are we doing? How uh, are we? Uh, Merry we Christmas. Are, yes, Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. All of that stuff. Hope everyone had a fattening, healthy, fun holiday. And by me fattening, I mean a lot of food. Because right. what's the holidays if you don't eat a lot of food and have a hangover the next day or in a food coma? Let's right. call it as it is. Or uh, a weed hangover. Because that's a thing. And I is felt it, that today. <laughs> is it a thing? Yeah, it definitely is a thing. I wouldn't know because I don't. Next do day, regi- re- what's the word I'm looking for? Residual? Regi- that's not right. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't either. But anyways, next day high is a thing. So, you know. How was your holiday, Ash? It was good. I had a good holiday. Got spoiled. Had a good time with the fam. And, uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> I didn't like, I just, I went, you know, hung out with Ty, did a bunch of shit, gifts, did nothing. And then went to the fam, so a bunch of gifts, did nothing and watch movie and hung out, did nothing. There you go. That's the way yeah. to do it. I, uh, how about you? We hosted, so everyone came here, brought their gifts here. I did not leave my house, but it was one busy fucking day, let me tell you. Uh, a lot of food. We did not do your traditional Christmas dinner. We did that taco bar, which was fantastic. Jealous. We had Mexican soda, which was phenomenal. What is a Mexican soda? I don't know. The wife found it at Walmart, and their flavor is on point. Okay. What like, was the flavor? Uh, there was mixed. There was like pineapple. There was lime. Mm. There was grapefruit, and it tasted like what it said. <laughs> so it's always was, a positive. I was a happy fat kid because you know I like me soda. I did um, ham baked mac. Okay, mm, you know, lots of dessert. Mac. Oh yeah, shit was fire. But yeah, it was a good day. We hope all of you had a good day as well. Absolutely. Welcome to episode 16 here at Sinner Sundays. We appreciate you guys coming to Sin with us. Tonight we are going to have Omar from The Phoenix Within on with us shortly. 
and uh, make sure you guys pump those comments and questions in there for him, and uh, we'll have a good time. But before we get to that, we got a little bit of music news. News, news, news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to kick it off? As you can see, we are not in the same room this uh, today. I know. Uh, Ashley's, Ashley's broom is broken, so she can't fly over. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but we can still do it like we used to back in the day when COVID first kicked in. Yeah. Hey, we're still doing it. And that's what matters. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I was slacking on the news front a little bit. Where am I? Right here. Here. <laughs> um, but with 2022 coming in a week, there is tons of tours kicking off. So I'm run by a couple with you guys. We got the pretty reckless dynamite and shine down hitting the road. I'm excited for that one. I know mm-hmm. you are two digs. Mohegan Sun, Connecticut. On the way, we will fucking be there. We got Black Veil Brides, Motionless and White, and Ice Nine Kills, which has been a fan question tour for a while for the three of them to go on tour, calling it the Trinity of Terror, which I like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pumped about that one too. I'll probably most likely be there. <laughs> Very excited. We have our friends from Raven Black. And they'll be touring with Static X, Dope, Fear Factory, Mushroom Head. And on some of those tour dates, there will also be our friends Twisted. Twisted. Obviously, not the tour dates we want to be on, but that's fine. <laughs> but still, Mushroom Head is a killer is a killer band to shoot. So oh, is Raven Black. Fuck yeah. So we will be in attendance for that one as well. Oh, yeah. 2022 Hall of Entertainment will be at any show you can basically throw a rock at. So we'll be there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Deftones is touring. Goo Goo Dolls is touring. I feel like they haven't fucking been that in a long time. I I haven't heard that in a long long while. He haven't either. Um, John 5 and the Creatures will be on tour. We also got... Welcome to Rockville. I think that's the first festival I've seen posted for 2022. That'll be in May. They got headliners like Kiss, Corn, the Foo Fighters. Um, gosh, so many amazing fucking... It's a three-day festival, and mm-hmm. I think there's like 30 or 40 bands each day. Like, it's insane. That's in Daytona, Florida. Maybe I'll take a trip to Florida because fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, tour is super pumped. You know, with life still being going the course it's going, whatever, just be respectful for your venues and your bands that you're going to see. You know, just follow their protocols so we can all enjoy live music, being live, you know, that stuff. One thousand percent, and the big takeaway from that one is be respectful. Yeah, you know the the venues and and the tour managers and the tours they're gonna ask different things that for different bands and things like that as far as Mm -hmm. proof and masking and you know just do as they ask and go enjoy the show. Don't be one of those dickheads who's gonna put up a fight about it. You're gonna put up a fight. Stay home. Mm -hmm. Wait, so and yeah, that's what I got. Bunch of good Uh, shit coming. Pumped. I got some little bit of underground news, if you will. I got my handy dandy notebook. <laughs> but before we get that, can we just comment on the suit tonight? Yeah, the, the suit. Cat suit. I like, yeah, breaking the it out. Suit. 
just become tradition. It comes it comes out on rare occasions. It got broken out of Tech Nine, so I was told. You were sober before. <laughs> uh anyway, music news on my end. Um Astronomicon five, as we know, Magic Ninja Entertainment is the weekend of April 22nd to the 24th in Michigan. They announced two of their guests this week. Uh, this won't be anything you're excited about, Ash, because you're not into wrestling. But if you are, uh, they have Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Cool Diesel coming there, and X-Pac well, as well. Well, I know Kevin Nash is, and it makes you feel better. Yeah, but you're not going to get excited like you did when Jason Mewes got announced last year. No, and wasn't even there. Yeah, so. Um... So those are the two guests already announced for Astronomicon 5 in Michigan. So, And also, we're going to touch on <clears throat> the Gibby Stites Magic Ninja news real quick. It is official. Gibby is off of the label. Uh, he fulfilled his contract with his album. Uh, nothing but love and respect to Gibby and Magic Ninja, of course. We wish Gibby all the best, and we'll continue to support Gibby in all of his endeavors in the music industry. So, uh, Gibby, keep pushing. You got this. And, uh, yeah. You got Hell Entertainment in your back pocket, so let's do let's do this. <laughs> then ICP announced, and I don't know how true this is, so I'm throwing it out there. Uh, Fago Lovers posted about it as well. They announced their 2022 location for the gathering already. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it's not where you would really expect them to throw the gathering. Port Luck, Alaska. Interesting. I don't know how serious Violent J was when he posted about this. If he was high, but Port I Luck, mean, Alaska, that's a hard place to get to. Is it? And it's also a rundown place. Uh, he posted a link to go watch a video of what happened in Port Town, uh, Port Luck, Alaska. I will post that on hellentertainment.com in the show review uh, recap for this show here. Um, but when we what happened? Yeah, it's like a rundown, deserted town now. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not going to give too much away on it because it's a kind of a fun video to watch. So I'll watch that shit. You can check it on hellentertainment.com later on this evening or tomorrow morning, depending how lazy I get after the show tonight. Because um, <laughs> I'm still in a food hangover myself. Right? Um, but that's really the news that I have right now uh, for... Uh, this episode. <laughs> for uh, dots. For if dots. I was with you today, I would stab you with my, uh, oh, this said, my little axe earring here. They're sharp. Wait, oh, how do I do this? Oh, oh, there you go. Just oh, like that. Oh. Should we slice in some necks? Dude, I'd slice your neck. I, you would definitely have been stabbed with this earring today if I was over there. You probably would have stabbed yourself earlier if you were here because you probably would have got it caught on something or setting up. But the, <laughs> but the cameras never roll for the behind the scenes stuff like that. So I it know, never embarrass you. I know. I thought we were going to start doing that. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to start showing up. But. Oh, <laughs> this guy. This guy's got jokes. We're waiting for Omar to come back in. We're going to bring Omar in showed shortly. up. I'm here. I know you're oh. here and I appreciate you being here. It's just, it's. Do you know how expensive an Uber is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I also know how expensive it is to fix a car, too. So exactly. I, under I understand. I understand what's going on. Whatever. Uh, 
Omar is in the back room. He's ready to come in and get wild and shenanigans with us tonight. So uh, let's bring in Omar from the Phoenix Within. Yay. What's up, Omar? Hey, hey, hey. How are you? What's popping? <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so why don't you give a quick brief? I know the other guys couldn't join tonight. Give a quick rundown of the band, and uh, we'll get into you know how you met when the band started and things like that. Cool. Uh, so the Phoenix Within is a, a rock band from here in Queens, New York. Uh, it's fronted by myself. Uh, I'm a singer, songwriter, guitarist. Uh, my name is Omar. And uh, it's backed by three brothers, uh, Nick Narlis on the bass, John Narlis on guitars, and James Narlis on drums. Hell yeah. Excellent. I love that. That's cool. So, They're all brothers. <laughs> yeah. Our, our last band nice. that we had uh, two weeks ago, there was brothers mm -hmm. in that band as well. Yep. For uh, Bloodline Theory. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, so you guys yeah, established... You guys established in 2012. Uh, how did the band come together? What was the thought process of getting the band together? Kind of just run, us, run us through those beginning moments, if you will. So I founded the band uh, in 2012. Uh, in 2012, I was actually just still writing and putting everything together. Uh, the original lineup didn't consist of the three brothers, the three Narvis brothers. Uh, it consisted of my uh, longtime friends and musicians, uh, Lawrence Turco on drums, Kenneth O'Donoghue on bass, and uh, Joseph Balzano on guitar. Uh, and of course, the help of the studio uh, producer, Rob Freeman. Uh, he's a singer and guitarist of a band called Hidden in Plain View. Um, so that, you know, I founded the band, uh, and these were the members that originally started it. Uh, and then, you know, life stuff happened. Uh, you know, one went to law school, one went into a family business and all this stuff. Totally. So the album that followed after that was a fully acoustic album uh, because I was on my own. So I, I mm -hmm. continued to use the moniker, The Phoenix Within, which, you know, uh, and I, you know, played in like over 15 different states. I, you know, ran through two different indie labels, uh, both based out of Philadelphia. One was Crybaby Records. The other one was No Hope Records. Uh, and then... Fast forward to 20, 2018 was when I met Nick, uh, who's the bassist, uh, Nick Narlis. I, I met him through his father. I work with his father. Uh, I work in a college Jamaica, in Jamaica, Queens, New York, uh, called York College. Um, and his dad works on campus as well. So one day he saw me carrying my guitar. He's like, oh, you know, my kid plays bass. Uh, he's looking to get into something. And I was like, well, here's some of my music. Give it to him and let him know if he likes it. Uh, and sure enough, Nick hit me up and then we spent the remainder of that year just uh, playing out New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, a couple of shows in New York and just writing, just, just you know, so much writing. And then uh, the other two brothers joined and in 2019, we started releasing music as this new lineup. That's awesome. I love that story. Yeah. I'm glad that you like <laughs> pressed on, still did your thing, recorded the album that you wanted to, like. Good for you. Don't yeah. let that stop you. Hell no, I'll stop when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to look at it. All right. We'll... When did you start playing music? I started um I started when I had hair. Okay. It was, it was a long time ago. It was a long, long, many, 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 many moons ago. <laughs> I started when I was in high school, my senior year. Uh, I had um some friends, uh, I started really late in the game, like 
probably 18, 19 years old. Okay. When I started, uh, I had some friends who were in bands. I constantly went to shows. Um, and uh, a good friend of mine, Gary Solman, he's the one who actually, you know, he, he gave me a guitar. He lent me a guitar, you know, he's like, here, go take this, you know. And he would show me songs and stuff. And then the remainder of the time, you know, I would just go to shows and just sit, stand right by the front and just like look, totally. at, the, look mm-hmm. at the fingers, what they're doing, you know. I was poor. I didn't have money for classes, you know. So <laughs> that's, that's how I learned. <laughs> wow, that's um, brilliant. I've never heard going. anybody learn guitar like that. That's amazing. That's <laughs> very so cool. I just, I, and I just kept going. Like one thing, you know, I, I, at first I started learning to play songs that I liked. And then it's turned into something else where it was just, I needed to write down my own lyrics, my own words, my own experiences. Totally. Uh, and it just evolved to what I'm doing now. Are you the main uh, writer for the band? Like Lyric lyrics wise? wise? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Music wise, it's completely different nowadays. Uh, in the first two albums, it was just, you know, me and, right. you know, and of course, whatever help the producers in the studio mm-hmm. come with whatever musical elements. Cause you know, once the juices start flowing and ideas start flying, <laughs> things totally. get incorporated. But uh, with this particular lineup, it's completely different. Uh, one of the songs that we released this year, for example, Pessimist, um, which we released in January, that one was written by, you know, sure, everybody added elements, but it was it started off with a riff from Nick on the bass. Nick is a, he's a mean bass player. He's a really good bass player. And, you know, one thing yeah. just led into another. Um, so the musical elements are always... All of us, always. Like you know, it's a it's a mesh. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I want to I want to back up a little bit here. When you said you were going to the shows and kind of studying the guitar players, were there certain guitarists that you were going to see consistently to study how they were playing, or was it just whatever show was coming around just to go see and and study different hand movements and different guitar players? It was pretty broad. It was pretty broad. I didn't have like one, and I felt like. It wasn't like they all just came, kept coming either. You know, like there was one local band. Uh, yeah. They were called Out of Luck. And they were like a, a punk band, you know, like mm-hmm. um, from here in Queens, New York. And they, they were a big inspiration for me just because they went to the same high school. Um, but they were good. Like like I couldn't, ex- like for me, it was like, you know, I, I grew up like in a very religious home. So they, they try to like suppress like what I listened to and like, you know, so mm-hmm. when I started branching into that, I was just like, here's liberation, you know, like, oh. totally. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I was completely into them. So whenever they played, uh, I would definitely try to be there a lot, you know, like uh, watch them play, you know, and, and, and learn from there. But everything else was just as they, as the bands came in through the, you know, like, and if, you know, newfound glory when they would come in a van, you know, uh, Fuck yeah. Cody and Cambria thrice when it cost like eight dollars to go see them, like you know, Copper <laughs> um, uh, Roach when they came to like uh, CBGBs, you know, like just it was like seven dollars, you know, not even like ten dollars to go see these bands back in the day, you know. It's amazing. So yeah, I, whatever sounded good, whatever was wild and liberating, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> and and to Ash's point, that's a an incredible way to learn. I'm a visual learner myself, so. You know, this day and age, YouTube helps out a lot. Oh for my me. god! Um, <laughs> I would I am, love that. <laughs> I am a visual learner. I cannot sit down with a book or instruction. Yeah. Like I need to see it. And if I can see it and do hands-on and reenact what they're doing, I'm going to learn that way. Oh yeah. So I can imagine how to learn playing guitar that way because I can't keep up with the way their hands move in general. So. Yeah, it's that kinetic learning, right? Like you're hands-on. Totally. You know, like, 
seeing mm-hmm. it done feeling helps, it you know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh it can be done that's how it's done mm-hmm. oh okay let me try when I get home you know I saw I saw one of those bands that you have listed thrice uh Papa Roach Coheed were they some of like your bigger influences for you wanting to write your own lyrics and just starting it, doing that it's a it's a couple I, I started with like even even like poppier stuff like like okay. too um you know Saves the day. Uh, I, I'm a big Third Eye Blind. Hell fan. yeah! I, I, I love Third Eye Blind. That, you know. um, but yeah, no, de- definitely like, yeah, I would say like when I got into like my 20s, like I was definitely like Third Eye Blind was a big one for me. Like, just I found his lyrics like just so weird. Like, <laughs> I was just totally. like, wow, why, why write it this way? Why write it that way? You know, why tell your story in this fashion? Bands like The Killers. Like, I really got into The Killers. Yeah. Like, He's, he's he's another weird one like yeah, <laughs> like yeah. uh, uh the dude from the used you know i just i liked his emotional screaming oh, yeah. like right. his angst you know I, I like stuff like that census fail oh man there's so Ooh, many bayside yeah <laughs> <laughs> so many things but yeah eventually it just got to the point where i didn't want to just play guitar and i didn't want right. to play other people's songs it just got to the point where i'm like i want to write you know Get it out, out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you do a great job. Definitely dig your stuff. What's um? What's one of like a message that do you like to give to fans, like in your lyrics, if there's any at all? Like, do you write about certain things, like on an aspect, or just whatever you're feeling? You're just gonna throw it out there. I definitely like to think that I'm broad. <laughs> I okay. like to think that, <laughs> but um, I try to I try to touch on a little bit of everything for sure. Um, so, you know, like in this album, for example, the, the latest album we just released, uh, on November 28th, an album called Overdue, uh, and Overdue is a little bit of everything. I like to think, uh, you know, it starts off with, um, a song called Copycat. It just talks about, uh, and this, this hits close to home to me. It talks about originality and authenticity in one's own artwork. And for me, that's a big thing. Like, you know, like you'll have, you know, not to hate on anybody but yeah to hate on people like <laughs> you know like you'll, you'll go watch a band and they sound exactly like some other band totally. and Absolutely. when they get somewhere in their set they cover that band that you were thinking they sound just like it you know? and it's right. like it's like i learned by watching bands you know but like you never forget that they are the band you know they you know they are yes. that's yeah. them that's their flavor their their mm-hmm. essence you know and yeah. you should be able to take in from everything to make something new you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be copy pasting, you know? Right. So copycat is essentially that, you know, so that's just teaching that's people. That's a good, I like a, that song. Be authentic. <laughs> yeah, be authentic. There's nothing wrong with being influenced, right. but you got to be authentic, you know? So that, that to me was an important thing. Um, then the second track on that album is a song called South Ozone Park, where I just talk about my, that, that's the neighborhood I grew up in, in South Ozone cool. Park, Queens. So I just talk about the schools I went to, the, you know, my life growing up, you know, totally. you know, uh, t- uh, getting things on layaway and and <laughs> use sneakers and all this stuff. So, uh, my first summer job, my you know, and all that stuff. I tackle all that stuff. And then there's other songs like Daddy Issues, which I think is pretty spot on. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a little self evaluation of myself. There's a song called Tenfold where I quote doc- Dr. Martin Luther King, um, and it just talks about the essence, the power of words. I 
you can rip somebody apart with words. You can teach hate. Yeah. You know, you can, you can mm-hmm. disintegrate people, or you can use it to bring them up. You know, help them get stronger. You know, be better. Uh, there's songs like "Certain" that talk about the lack of control that we have in our in certain things in our lives. Uh, there's a song called "Remake," where it's just about redoing yourself and you know taking the hits, falling down, but then getting back up and trying it again. You know. Uh, there's a little bit of everything. I would like to think. I would like to think. <laughs> There's a song called Awareness that just uh, talks about suicide awareness and, uh, you know, breaking that stigma, just bringing that to attention, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, mental health is a real thing. Um, but, yeah, a little bit of everything. Totally. <laughs> so with with your library of songs and staying on, on kind of on, on this topic, is there a song that you've written that kind of just – hits differently to you when it's played when when you play it live with either emotion or 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 feelings or something that that, or a song just overcomes to you out of your library Hmm. um you know i just it's weird i just had this conversation with somebody because it's like when you sometimes when you're playing the songs that you write you have to re-channel yourself so it's like you're writing something because let, let's say I was watching a TED talk or something. This is a real story. Actually, I was watching a TED talk one day <laughs> and the TED talk just really hit home. And so I started writing some words down and then I, I reached for my instrument and I started, you know, writing some music for it. And then I, the song started building up on that. Um, the song is complete. Now I go to the studio, I record it, I release it. You kind of forget about it. It's like, it's especially for me, like once it's out and released, it's out of my brain. I'm done. Totally. But when I play it live, I have to go back. And that, that can be a bit of a challenge. If, if the song is very emotionally charged, um, you know, a, a song like, like uh, Awareness will do that too. You know, like when I wrote Awareness, it, it was, you know, I, I'd written, I'd, I had just finished reading. It turned into something. It was like basically somebody approached me and was like, hey, you know, I really like this. Uh, I, it was a song called Mean that I had written. And we, you know, the, we got into a little personal conversation. I'm not going to say who the person is, of course, but basically the person had come up to me and was uh, telling me that I was like one of the first persons who, who, who was now finding out that he's, he's coming out of the closet kind of thing, you know, and he was worried about what his parents would say to him and how his parents would feel about this. You know, and, and you could see that it was really weighing on him. And awareness came out of that, where it was just like, here's a kid who feels like he can't come out to his own parents. It just, I don't know. I can't help but get into that state of mind and just, I'm emo, dude. Like, the, the emotion comes I, out, you know. No, like, I right. love that. It's like, then I get on stage and it's like, I'm going through the song and I <clears> see <throat> this kid telling me what he's telling you. Well, yeah, and like, okay so you're like a voice for them in a sense too you know like being able to say that out loud like Mm -hmm. your voice for them when they don't have their own voice and like that's amazing and sometimes you channel it you don't have a choice totally yeah and i I love that too even like as a a fan of music i feel like sometimes i can like we channel what you guys are you know channel (laughs) and every song is different right like i have yeah i I sometimes hate to talk about what i thought about writing a song i actually Mm -hmm. went to go see a musician he said the same thing and i was like i totally fucking get you dude like (laughs) because it's like i 
I want you to listen to it and I want you to have your own connection with it. Yeah. You know, like, like totally. when I grew up listening to music, I didn't have the artist telling me like what he, like you would listen to it and you have your own music video in your head, right? Like you're like, oh shit, this song's fire. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, you, yep. you have your own video in your head. I love that. So exactly. I, I try to refrain from like what I wrote this song about. I try, I try to, but it does come up sometimes, but I just go with it. <laughs> Um, we, actually, we got a comment in here from Sepsis. They're another, uh, they're a, a band out in our area um, that's been on our show before. And they're just saying, you know, really beautiful song ideas. Wow, adult topics are rare and welcome. Thank you for your contribution. Um, Thank you so much, dude. They're, they're a gnarly band out here. Um, and thank you, Sepsis, for, for putting that in there because, you know, it is it is rare that you get those kind of topics and, and songs and discussed and um, to well, your yeah, point, right, you got them discussed. Exactly. Yeah. And to your point, Omar, you know, words can help whether yeah, totally. they're coming from you, like, especially coming from a musician, someone that someone idolizes, you know, your words could change someone's, someone's life. So. Hell um, yeah. Thank you for That's all awesome. that. Um, I do want to, so you had dropped Overdue, so I do want to get back. I want to make sure we highlight your new album that just dropped, November 28th, Overdue. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Overdue was originally going to be called Overdue. <laughs> D-O. <laughs> because right, at first it felt right. like we were doing a lot. You know, the band was uh, booking a bunch of stuff and playing a lot of festivals and playing a lot of out-of-state shows while going to the studio, while shooting videos. Almost every song in this album has a music video, you know. Uh, so it felt like we were doing a lot. But it went from, like, you know, I thought we would be done in a year recording, you know, mastering and releasing everything. And it actually took us three years. So it took me three years to make wow. this album. So I was like, fuck it, fuck it. We're calling it Overdue. Like, D-U-E. <laughs> so, I love that. To completion, and, you know, we are very proud of the of the piece of work. Um, like I said, the songs go through a lot of ranges. It starts. I'm a big pop punk, you know, punk fan. Uh, so oh. it starts with that kind of vibe, but then the album gets progressively heavier as it gets towards, you know, the end. Yeah, notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was done intentionally. That was done on purpose. Even even the topic that's being discussed in the songs, it's it's just trying to tell a story. You know, like yeah. ease you into us. And you know, g giving the the listeners a chance you know, to adapt to it, <laughs> right? So you say it was three years in the making on this album. Um, in 2020, you guys dropped the album Established. So was Overdue being written while you were finishing up Established? So the, How did those kind of cross? So in 2013, we released our I released the first album, The Phoenix Within, which was self-titled. And it was only, uh, I, I want to say it was 10 songs uh, or 11 songs. Uh, and then I, in between that space, I dropped another EP called The Great Deception, which was only three songs, a little heavier, weird stuff. Um, fast forward to 2020, what I did was I took all those songs from that full length, the self-titled full length, and that EP. I had them mixed remixed, Got remastered, it. and I put it out. And I was like, hey, you know, the first time I released it, I was kind of like iffy. Like, I didn't know what to name the album. It's the first time I ever really fronted a band. Totally. I, 
there was no insecure. I was very insecure, you know, like just it was new territory for me. But in the process of remixing it and seeing like, and at the same time, I'm comparing it to what the new lineup is doing. You know, I'm just like, I feel like the band is now established. Like, I'm like, I feel better okay. about this. So I combine those two, remixed, remastered, re-released it as established. And that's the story behind that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That, uh, so uh, when have you been dropping the music videos for each song or like what's your, for the overdue? So for overdue, um, uh, we, I always, I love music videos. I grew up, you know, like, like I said, I would, you know, that was like when internet was starting to, I'm old as fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, like the videos were just starting to come out, you know, and stuff like that. Like that you can go and access them on your own, you know, you didn't have to wait for MTV and shit. Uh, when MTV so was, was actually MTV. Yeah. <laughs> she was actually MTV, you know. So it's like, um, I, I love videos. I love, I love the idea of like, you know, a visual representation of words. You know, like it's yeah, I love hell yeah. So um, I, I, I have a lot of fun, in it and we always try to like, you know, like the minute we had a song, like I think the first one we did was South Ozone, which was this, this song about my neighborhood where I grew up. Uh, and so what we did was we went to my apartment in Woodhaven. <laughs> we emptied out a whole bedroom and just put all the fucking instruments in there and just start playing. Like, <laughs> That's cool. Third floor of a New York City building. Like, like we're just like, <laughs> I just put a sign on the door like, noise will stop soon. My bad. Like, <laughs> 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 but um, I, I love awesome. videos. So, yeah. So every single we release, we we tried to do a video except for one song called hypothetical we did a lyric video for but all the others have like actual videos How uh, do you guys do your own videos or do you have like someone come in and help you out uh we had i do we do do some ourselves yeah uh i i love the idea of it but i it's, it's very time consuming mm -hmm. and it's, oh yeah it's, it's you guys i don't even have to tell you guys about editing dude oh, oh i no. live for i live for editing i love editing music oh videos. you're crazy oh. Crazy. <laughs> my, my patience is like oh i mean i could be doing so many other things right now so yeah. i'd rather you know just work with other people so I, I i did get to work with uh brendan mcknight who's a local from brooklyn he's done a he works with a lot of local bands um i've also worked with uh my friend uh danilo Car Car ah, danilo cordova um he's a, a musician from a band called the dreamland fire uh, okay. but he's also been doing videos himself um and terrific at it i love his uh approach it's a little more natural you know it's just like yeah. let it flow and like mm -hmm. you know um and then i've worked in the past with chris newhart he's in a band now called this uh sleep cycles they're based out of pennsylvania um he's a great you know film guy producing just commercials all kinds of nonsense um and then yeah. i've done stuff myself where i just put the camera on the tripod like shoot this stop shoot that yeah do this yeah. and then sit down for like a weekend and hate my life while i edit <laughs> <laughs> it, it can get tedious is the word i like it does, to it use. Does. <laughs> and you gotta have a passion for it too like you know oh, totally. it, for me i could tell you go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say for for me it's not the tedious part because i like to i like to get the creativity like i'll get to the end of editing like the rough cut and then wipe it all out because something else came to mind well, yeah, but, but, but but then for me, that. it's also listening to the same song nine thousand times in the span of like forty eight hours on repeat, over and over. Well, that's like, like part of the tedious. That's category. Yeah. 
or like yeah that's like the thing, this if, little if part yeah or this little yeah, part you pull them back every five seconds you're like exactly Why? isn't yeah. this lining yeah. up for two <laughs> seconds? like i can do that while i'm writing a song right like it's what, it's what i do like i, I right. um, scrap know, it something and and <laughs> i'm done like next like and you do it over and over i don't feel the hours go and the time yeah you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. When I'm still editing, I'm like, that's how you know you don't like it. <laughs> that's how you know. Yeah, you when you're clock watching it and, and counting your <laughs> well, minutes, how yeah. long you've been you doing def- it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like whenever I write music, there's no what's a clock. Like I don't know. <laughs> you're just going. Everything else is in the background, you know. But no, editing is just too hard. So I, I try my best to leave it to somebody else. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. You work with like different local cats too. Yeah. No, you have that's to. That's awesome. You have to with with music. Or- right. There's so many artists in the world, you know, like exactly. you don't know what kind of, you know, how they're going to see it through that lens, how, you know, how they're going to interpret your song, which I ne- I try my best when I give them the, the lyrics. I'm like, I have no ideas here. <laughs> like, don't ask me what I think about it. That's interpret cool. It your own way and let's do this, you know, like I, because it's just, they're also artists, you know, it's just it's yeah. a collaboration. You got to see how it comes out. Oh, absolutely. And every, every videographer that. is going to have, like you said, their own vision of how they want to shoot it. So one. to work with, and to have a numerous amount of, of, of other cats to work with gives you that opportunity to, to get it looked at in a different way of to yeah. find that right videographer for you. So exactly, you just got to be patient. You got to have the faith. Yeah, you got to understand it's art. Exactly. It's always going to be interpreted differently. It's always. Yeah, I love that shit. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> the story of how you love music videos. So you're like. Hell yeah, for my band, I want a bunch of music videos. So that's cool that you do that. Because a lot of, especially like a lot of local cats don't go out to do a lot. So the fact that yeah. you're doing that. I think it's cool. super important for any local yeah. person who, any local band, like you reach out, man. Find a videographer and collaborate. Because honestly, like how many, we could send a link to a song and people are not going to give a shit. But the, the chances increase when it's a pretty cool video, you know? Well, that and goes like, back to our visual. Yeah, it's a business. You have to try it. You know, totally. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Diggs, you got some stuff. I feel like I've just been talking, but I'm just letting you run with it. But um, (laughs) no. Uh, so with with overdue out now. Um, I also saw that you guys put out a a third guitar tablature guitar book. What? Oh, <laughs> look at that! Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna what is keep this? that up there for a second. What do you there say? We go. <laughs> a book, you say? A book? What's a book? <laughs> That's nice. That's a nice book. <laughs> Tell us about that. Tell us what's going on in there. And yeah, please. So at the height, you know, at the at, at the height when uh, COVID uh, was ripping through, you know. It became one of those things where it was like, what do we do to stay afloat? You know, like, yeah. what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, I, ah, I'm poor. Like, I don't have the technology to like have like really fancy HD totally. know, cameras with like a real soundboard. Like, you know, really, you know, like the the way the big cats were doing it. You know, so I could only watch how they did it. You know, and I was just like, yeah, I can't do that. So what's next? And then I realized, have I really? You know, I think it was one of those things where like you. I process, I process things, you know, I have to think about it for a while and then I go to bed and I wake up and I'm like, Eureka. Like, you know, so <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, have I really done everything that I could with the songs that I've already released? So that's, that's really what it came down to me. That was like, 
a business question, an artsy question. It was just a question I posed to myself, you know? And it was like, yes, okay, so I've released a song. Uh, in the case of the first album, I released the songs and I only released one music video. Uh, and it was for a song called Free Myself, which was done by Chris Newhart in Pennsylvania. In the second album, I did a lot of my own low budget films uh, for the songs, but that album streamed more. So I knew that there was a connection between the music videos and the release of a song where it's like, hey guys, I just released a new song. Here's some new merch. That helps a little. Um, touring definitely helps a lot, uh, which I did get to totally. do with that album. So now it's like, I, I realized, you know, I was like, you know what? I think I started reading into like mechanical royalties, you know, and stuff like that. So I was just like, oh shit, I've never published these songs. I own these songs. I have the copyrights to them, you know? Right. I was like, I never did that. I'll do that. So uh, I, I, the first book I, I wrote was uh, for the album that I remixed and remastered. That was one of the reasons why I remixed it and remastered. I was like, you know what? I'm going to combine them all and create one book. So at the height of COVID, that's what I did. I locked myself in my room. I relearned all the songs. Um, and I you know, wrote them in a guitar-style songbook. So basically a person with a guitar and just their voice can read it, play it, with no problem. Um, so I did that with the first book and then I did it with the Whispers album, the second album that we did. And now with this one, all the, the you know, Nick and John helped with this. So this one is like more, I would say even more professionally written. Okay. <laughs> it actually has like the, the music, you know, uh, notes yeah. as well, besides the tabs and stuff and the lyric section towards the end. The first two books that I published were more of, they're legit a song book where it's meant and written in a way where the person, it could just be one person with a guitar and their voice. And, and um, it helped, you know, it, it, it's nice to throw around the term now I'm an author, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, but it's just, it, I also felt it was, it's something different and unique. It's something that it I can is. offer to people at shows, you know, and people will be like, Hey, I want to buy your book, you know, and can you sign it here? And uh, it's just something a little more unique, I guess. Like, I, you know, it's not just a shirt. It's not just a sticker. No. It's not just a pin. You know, it's my very songs, unique. My words, it's the my songs. Words. It's yeah. It's the work that I've been putting out, and I'm very proud of it, and I'm very happy with it. So I, I'm going to publish it, and I'm going to release it. Um, and that's what I've been doing, and that's what we look to forward to do to any other album that we release. You know, that's um, amazing. That's that is story. that is amazing because you don't hear or see any other bands doing something like that. You know, back in the day, we'd all go run out to your local music shop and get your cassettes or your CDs, open up the booklet and look for the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just taking it that next step farther where no one's really doing this. So kudos That's to you for doing that. It's music, amazing. Right? Yeah. Digital music took out um, even giving credit to like people who do your photography. Yep. Right. Yeah. You ever think about that? Your cover. Oh, art, yeah. Your artwork for your album. Now, if you make it, it's digital. There's no buy you know, artwork made that right. you don't see that anymore. No. Um, so the guys, you know, we're, we're part of a, we're members of the recording Academy. And that's one of the things that they, they, they kind of push on you where it's like, give credit where credit is due. Um, I'm in the field of academia. We live by that. You know, you, you, yeah, quote something, nice you give it credit. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm obsessed with, you know, like now, like, you know, in the inside, I could thank the person who made the artwork for our album. Yeah, that's you know cool. I, mean? I could thank the person who took the picture of the band. You know, mm -hmm. like I could thank the producers, <clears throat> the engineers behind everything, you know, because everybody, you know, had a say and it helped elevate the song to where it is. You know, and it's, it's just yeah, important. Yeah, totally. It's just important. And as, as photographers, 
credit is huge in our world. And oh, yeah. as you know, I mean, there's been instances. <laughs> well, there has been. I mean, with, especially to your point with the, the digital, the digital age now, people using that. photos and posting photos online and all their social medias and not giving credit. And that's one of the things that really one of the top things that grinds my gears is when I see my photo being used. Awesome, great. Where's my credit? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it devalues. It devalues. Exactly. You know? mm -hmm. And it and, and you know it works. It works like that also for the producers behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Oh fuck yeah! It's like back in the day. It's like oh you know drums were you know engineered by this person. They, right. they tuned. They they you know the guitar techs had their names out there. You knew who was who. And I, I feel like yeah, for now it, it's like all that stuff is kind of it's gone. It's in the background. Yeah. Uh, and you just assume that these artists like just did everything and it's like it's not like that there's, there's, there's a whole team, team. There's, there's a whole team there's people just throwing yeah. out ideas and then you try them and you run with it maybe it works maybe it doesn't but you know it's like with that said thank you megan for everything shout out i said i was going to give her a shout yes. out yes <laughs> i will yes megan thank you she got us together here and that's why we're doing this it's all about the connections and the credit for sure i agree with that so for anyone watching and listening, where can they go and find that book if they're interested in grabbing a copy of it? If they're interested in picking a, a, a copy, they can just order it on Amazon. Amazon has it there. You can have it shipped to you. Perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, it is available on Amazon. It's available on, on our online store. Uh, of course, if you order it through our online store, we'll sign it. You know, We'll add cool. uh, a copy of the actual CD and a poster because that's how we roll. But you can order it if you want it right away. Amazon is the easiest, of course. You know, it's just, and it's actually cheaper that way, too. <laughs> it just course. turns out that way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the extra goodies if you go through you guys directly. So Yes, but you get the extra goodies and yes. my fingerprints so and stuff. Like, and all the something. DNAs you on You might get, like, crumbs of, like, whatever I'm eating inside, <laughs> <laughs> inside your bag. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. <laughs> what is this, broccoli? Ah, oh, damn vegetarian. <laughs> that's amazing so you guys played some cool shows when we could play live music and you did blue ridge rock fest in virginia how was that that was a true experience <laughs> <laughs> i bet that seemed i wish i could have gone out there to see that though it seemed amazing it's really wild um that's where i got to meet uh cheyenne uh oh yeah <laughs> From the camera uh the camera effect yep. um phenomenal person also met her through megan um blue ridge was was a really wild experience dude so from, from the moment we got there from like the get-go like so we get there and they completely mistake us for a different band oh, oh no <laughs> we, we had a really fancy uh mercedes-benz van i had no i had no say in the matter John just showed up with his big ass motherfucking van, and like, so we, you know, load up our shit. The, the thing's got like a fucking PlayStation inside there, you know. Damn, yeah. it's just too much. Anyway, we get to the fucking place, and it's completely to our fucking advantage because they look at the fucking van, and I think they assumed we were like some other like. I don't even know who they thought we were. I really don't know, but we got escorted. They really, literally took us off the line. And escorted us all the way inside the fucking grounds of the festival. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and then when we get all the way inside, when we get to the the fucking um, liquid water stage, that's where we played. Yeah, one of the main stages. We get there, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this thing is big!" You know, and like we're like right next to it. You know, like feet feet away from it. 
And then the lady looks inside the car and she's like, y'all aren't that bad. I was thinking you were. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and she's like, oh, shit, my boss is going to be bad. I was like, if it helps, we're, this is the stage we're going to play. And she's like, oh, thank God. She's like, just just pull in there. She's like, I'm out of here. And she just bamoosed out of there, you know. So we got there and it was like first, like it was like first class treatment. Like uh, you oh. know, the thing was catered. Uh, we saw the like motionless and the white was parked right next to us. Uh, Saul was right next to us on the other flank. Um, oh my god, there was it was so many bands and like they're right there. Like, you know, we we're right there in the, in the midst of them. And like I said, we got lucky enough to. We were the opener for that stage, but it was a main stage, you know, and it was just right, really totally. mind-boggling. And there was people there who had come just because they heard the songs on on that Spotify playlist from Blue Ridge. Oh, that they released their own, yeah. and so people were there. Like I'm like, oh, they must be here for the next band. You know, <laughs> we're peasants. We are nobody. You know, <laughs> and sure, like they're there and they're singing songs. You know, and then That's we finish, about. and then the security guard is all like, "Hey, man," he's like, oh, "Do you want some of your fans to come back here?" And I just looked at him like, "What are you talking about, dude? We don't have fans." <laughs> like, you know, so I'm putting away my stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, just let him in, man. Like, no problem." Dude, we get back there, there's like 30 something people, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. That's I was like, holy amazing. shit, this is really awesome. <laughs> it was phenomenal. You know, I took pictures so I can have proof, you know. <laughs> it really happened. I was like, nobody's gonna believe me. Um, that's fucking to, sick. So that was on a Friday, and then we had a on the, on that weekend, um, on Sunday, we were playing incarceration in Maxfield, yep. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Incarceration was fucking fire. Um that same crowd that I, I I think we had like 35, you know, 30, 35 people that were, you know, at this event. The other one maybe had definitely over a hundred something. Uh, wow. uh, uh, it was just like there though, they actually had like main stage, main stage, independent peasants over there. Right. So like we were we couldn't <laughs> even fraternize with like the main stage people Yeah, like, that didn't exist there. So, and it just turned out like, so like somebody in the main stage got sick, they got the COVID, so they couldn't perform. So they were taken out, and the headliner from the indie stage got put into the main stage, and then the Phoenix Within became the headliner of the independent stage. Duh. It just fucking turned out that way. Uh, it was just weird shit happening that whole weekend. Um, so Sounds we ended up being the headliner, and it just turned out like so amazing. Like, um, it was just phenomenal. Like, you know, like seeing like like they had these these shirts, you know, like the at both festivals with you know, the band's names. So it would be like Slipknot, Mudvayne, Mastodon, A Day to Remember. Yeah, yeah. Within. I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's crazy. <laughs> it was really humbling, you know. It, and it was just, these are the bands that you listen to, you know, like that. Right, it, yeah. Exactly. Like, why? like, yeah, they're heroes, you know. <laughs> and it's just like to be amongst them, even like if it's in like font eight, like it's just like phenomenal. Like, it's Still, really it's amazing. <laughs> That's dope. That's, um... So now you know for next events, just to get yourself a really fancy band. <laughs> Mercedes band, you're it good to go. It definitely will work out. <laughs> it definitely and, helps. Uh, People are just like, oh shit, these must be rock stars. Meanwhile, like, I'm yeah. in there playing PlayStation 3, like, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if she didn't ask you who you were, I mean, technically it was their own. Yeah, I know. They just looked in the car and they were just like, that's a band, get them off the line and like push them in. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Fuck yeah. I'm glad that was a good experience for you, for sure. Um, as we start to wrap up here, Omar, uh, we've got a few minutes left. What can we expect from the Phoenix Within going forward with 2022? And we know the world is 
acting funky again. Let's put it that way. Um, are we are you looking to book shows? New another writing another album? What can we look forward to? Um, we can definitely. We are always writing. That's one thing that, that oh, yeah. this band Good. is just. We're always writing. Um, we do have something conceptually in the making, um, but we'll leave that for other times. For now, we just want people to really just give that album overdue a listen and uh, a spin. You know, go through the songs, see if anything like reverberates with you, if it strikes a chord. You know, uh, we do have one show at Arlene's Grocery in New York City uh, with the band uh, Sleep Cycles, which are are from Pennsylvania, and the headliners for that night is going to be The Color Fred. The Color Fred, uh, the front man of that band is an ex-member of Taking Back Sunday. Um, yes. Uh, so it's, the show's going to be fire. That's for, legit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the rest of the year is really, we do have stuff in the works. We will be playing some festivals. Um, but I'm not allowed to say what festivals. That's, That's what fair. Are these That's things? fair. Yeah, so like, I could tell you that, I can't even tell you which festivals. I'm going to tell you, we will be in festivals. <laughs> there will be festivals we will be All playing right. in 2022. But the way it works is like they don't let you say. <laughs> like you're, you're totally. literally, if you stay it, you breach the contract and then you're out. Yeah. Right. That's just how it works. Uh, it takes away from the, the mystery of it. But um, we do have some festivals lined up. Oh. And the, the only thing that we're w- focusing our attention now is a tour to push the overdue album um, yeah. and to kind of like embrace the festival dates that we'll be playing. So. That's 2022 in a nutshell is one show in Arlene's Grocery and New York City with the Color Fred and Sleep Cycles on Sunday, January 30th. And then we'll be doing some touring and festivals in 2022. Fuck yeah. We're Can't excited wait. here. We'll definitely have um, your stuff up on healthentertainment.com mm-hmm. so people can pay attention for those exciting festival announcements and mm-hmm. what to look forward to from you guys. Absolutely. I want to thank you guys for having us. Thank you. Thank you. For giving me a chance to run my mouth and talk all this nonsense. (laughs) We love it. We love it. Everyone out there listening in the internet world, please go like, share, subscribe to all of the Phoenix Within social medias. Give them some some plays. Go check out the new album on Spotify. All the links will be up on HelenEntertainment.com with the recap of the show. Omar, we thank you so much for taking some time out Sunday night with us. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you again uh, some point in 2022. Maybe when you're on a, a festival, we can catch you, catch you somewhere real quick. I'll hit you up. <laughs> All right. Omar, thank you so Definitely. much. We will talk soon. And uh, best of luck to you. Happy Be New safe. Year. Have a safe New Year. Happy New Year. Stay safe, guys. Thank All right. you so we'll much. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. That was Omar from the Phoenix Within. Such a cool guy. Great interview. Again, go so um, what a Why nice are you interrupting guy. me? I'm talking. I don't, well, it's about time. You wouldn't oh, shut up I know, like usual. Not really. <laughs> but anyway, go, go like, share, subscribe it. to all their the Phoenix Within social media sites. Um, be on the lookout for those unknown festivals that are coming. Dun, dun, dun. Are you uh, done? Can I go now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I was just saying he was a really nice guy. Yes, he <laughs> Uh, (laughs) for us here at hell entertainment center sundays a grace photography we wish you guys a very happy and safe new year uh don't be stupid if you're gonna drink get an uber yeah or stay stay where you're at you fucking dumbasses um on that note (laughs) thank you merry christmas happy new year 
We will see you January 9th with Tommy Church from Achilles Confection Confession <laughs> and Jeffrey Nothing. Uh, we'll be chatting with him and uh, we will see you guys in two weeks. Happy Bye. New Year. I gotta find the button again. <laughs>